This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 925. Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, November the 10th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is our reviews episode for releases for the week of Wednesday, November the 10th. This is episode 925, in case I didn't already say that. This will be a nice short uh, reviews episode, but at least uh, I'm hoping this comes out relatively on time. It's funny because uh, I was at the point where uh, I thought it was it was, it was going to happen. I was going to have a week where I was on time, and that just kind of fell apart. The non-reviews episode that pre- preceded this one, when I recorded this, this particular episode, I haven't recorded that episode yet, so I'm hoping that one gets recorded and posted so that this one can go out in a you know a reasonable period of time. Uh, so let's jump into talking about some of the comics from the 10th. Uh, so first, as is customary, I like to talk about some of the books that did come out, just kind of mention the, some of the titles that came out that I'm not talking about, which include uh, Action Comics 1036, uh, Avengers Tech on Avengers, Batman the Imposter, Batman Urban Legends, Black Manta, Deadpool Black, White, and Blood, Eternals, uh, with uh, Thanos in the cover, you got Excalibur, Future State Gotham, I Am Batman, Justice League Last Ride, you got Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Robin and Batman, uh, what else? Robin, or sorry, is this Robins? Robins, uh, number two of six, Savage Avengers, I love that book, uh, Strange Academy, Superman vs. Lobo, uh, The Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries, The Thing, whew, a lot of books, Teen, sorry, Titans United, and Wonder Woman. So I'm only going to be talking about three books today, so let's jump into it. First up, alphabetically, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 78. Uh, this continues the new Beyond era. This is uh, written by Kelly Thompson and Sarah Pacelli with Tim Tao on art. Or the artists uh, listed with Nolan Woodard with Michelle Rosenberg as colorist and Virtual Liquid Joe Carabagna on letters. Um, I do feel that the first two issues were really strong in the Beyond era, and this felt like, you know, it kind of went down a little bit, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I don't think I like the colors as much in this particular issue. I, I found that it was a little bit more of a drab, darker palette. Um, in terms of it being kind of a, a Morbius story, we don't get a lot of explanation as to why Morbius is like this, but we just kind of jump right into it. Um, I did kind of... I was a little bummed out that it felt like you know Ben Riley was kind of out of it by, what, the middle of the issue or just before that? It's like maybe a third of the issue. Ben Riley's actually kind of in, and then he's kind of taken out of it. And then we see, I guess we, what, we see him... When do we see him again? Do we see him at the end? Like, yeah, you see him right at the very end, but, but then he doesn't even look on model. Like, I feel like they need to have a better sense of what Ben Riley's supposed to look like, and I feel like that keeps fluctuating, uh, which is not great. Uh, having this be end up being more of a, a Daughters of the Dragon and <laughs> with a sudden appearance by another character, uh, again, felt weird, too. Like, I felt maybe this, this book felt a little bit less like a Spider-Man book and more like something else, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um... Because I, I, you know, I, I want to be more in Ben's head, Ben's head. I want to see more of Ben's adventures, and so having Ben get taken out relatively easily, uh, and then kind of, you know, although I do like you know the chase he puts Morbius through, and then having the more of the focus on Beyond and what's really going on there, and then you see the Daughters of the Dragon that kind of pushes that plot line forward. Um, I was like, well, you know, I want more Ben, you know, and and Peter's kind of in the book, but not really. He's just kind of you know, lying in a hospital bed, and he briefly uh, has a moment here where he responds to whatever the heck, um, you know, Black Hat says, and I'm curious if it's meant to be something we ever know or not. Um, and was, I like the kind of experience, not the experience, the interactions between Black Hat and um, Mary Jane I thought were interesting as well. So definitely intriguing. Um, 
Yeah, but again, a lot of this was about Daughters of the Dragon and bringing in uh, Monica Rambeau, who obviously has a history with Beyond. But I, you know, I, I wonder how many people really remember Next Wave that well. Next Wave was like, I want to say almost 20 years ago. You know, like it's cool that they're kind of referencing this, you know, I'm not going to call it a cult hit, but this book that people, you know, really kind of, if you liked it, you loved it. Um, if you didn't like it, you hated it. And so it was 2006 and 2007. So still, that's, you know, at 14 to 15 years old, that's a pretty old kind of deep cut to go back to. And most people, I would say these days, have no idea what Beyond is. Uh, I didn't know, I, I could barely remember what the Beyond Corp was. And I only knew it was, it was, um, you know, connected to Next Wave because I read an article telling me that, and that could have been that could have been false. Who knows? Um, so I'm, I, it's interesting. Anyways, I still enjoyed the issue. I just wish it was more of a Spider-Man issue um, as opposed to Daughters of the Dragon, who I don't have a huge amount of affinity for his characters. They're fine, but I, would I read a Daughters of the Dragon book? Well, I guess I'm going to read the Beyond uh, <laughs> B-E-Y issue, so I guess I would read a Daughters of the Dragon book, but only if it's connected to Spider-Man. So I guess this is the way to do it. Um, I like the subplot again with Mary Jane and Black Cat. I thought that was really interesting. I like seeing those pages. Um, I, I was definitely taken aback by Morbius losing a, an arm. I did not expect that. that. I found that very, like, whoa, that was... I actually found that upsetting. Um, I did not like that happening to Morbius. I thought it was really interesting and not what I would have expected and, uh, you know, kind of pretty harsh for Morbius. Um, but again, it doesn't even feel like a real Morbius story because Morbius isn't really given any real agency. He's not really doing anything that we know. He's not speaking. He's just kind of growling. So it feels like... This could have been vermin. Uh, it didn't need to be Morbius. And I, I felt like it was almost a waste of Morbius as a result. Uh, next up, we have Hellions. This is issue 17. Uh, as the book continues, um, continues to be an engaging and interesting book uh, with quite the ending. Um, so this is written by Zeb Wells. It's got artwork by uh, Steven Segovia and Rain Burrito on color art. Uh, so I you know, continue to enjoy them as a team. Um, the art just really jumps off the page especially at the beginning with um uh psylocke or whatever whatever her name is quinan whoever she is <laughs> when she's leaving and trying to leave the area and then ends up changing her mind uh seeing what's going on with the right as they're trying as um you know they're 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 headed to fight against the right i like seeing the overall interactions with these characters as they evolve because they've been through so much together so there's so much loaded into every panel together um when you know now that Nanny's dead, you have now I can't even remember the name of the character, but the the armored character who was kind of the, being taken care of by Nanny, how he destroys and kills people who he doesn't even necessarily want to hurt because it's the people who aren't even involved with the right. Um, really kind of chilling final page, uh, you know the idea that he couldn't stop. Um, yeah, so they couldn't stop Peter. I thought this was incredibly gripping, very enjoyable. Um, at times hard to read, but not in a bad way. And I uh, really thought, you know, the, the art and the writing were really married together quite well. And last but not least, we have Venom number one. And I think I just read the ending of the last Venom. And to be honest, I, I don't think I care enough about this. Um, I want to care. Um, I think it's, you know, the art's great. Um, the storytelling is actually pretty good. I just don't find it's of interest to me. They've taken, you know, Eddie Brock so far away. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't evolve characters. It just, I don't know. It just feels like they've taken it so far away and made it so crazy. And the idea is, you know, kind of remote piloting symbiotes and stuff. I'm like, I don't really like that. 
I don't know. It's 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 not for me. It, I'm not saying it's a bad concept. It's an interesting concept to take the character and definitely an evolution and kind of pushing that character farther than we've ever seen him before. And definitely, like if you go back and read, you know, the original '90s comics of Venom and read today's issues, you'd be like, "Whoa, what happened here?" I've missed a lot in 30 years, and you'd be right. You have missed a lot in 30 years because there's been so much development. And uh, again, a lot of that is in the last few years alone, just with you know everything that Donny Cates did. Um, this is written by Al Ewing and Ram V. It's got Brian Hitch on pencils of all people. That's quite the name. You got Andrew Curry on inks and Alex Claire on colors. Um, so quite the creative team. Um, so it looks great. And it's interesting, and I do like the you know kind of premise of you have uh, Eddie Brock piloting these symbiotes. They're um, you know I, I like the kind of the space stuff. I thought actually was quite interesting to see, um, and then having one of the symbiotes kind of turning away from him, and then giving him a message from the future. Like it's chilling. It's really interesting to read. Um, I like those aspects more than the Dylan aspects. I find Dylan a little bit less interesting uh, to kind of see what's happening with Dylan and his you know hit him and the symbiote together and what them being Venom kind of looks like. Um, I'm less interested in that. I am more interested in Eddie. Um, I find Eddie's story in general is the one I'm more interested in. Um, Again, they've taken that character in such crazy directions, but having him pilot things is a cool sci-fi premise. It bugs me that it's, you know, it just feels so afield of anything we ever saw that character do before. I felt the same way, and this isn't just like, this isn't a new thing. When Flash Thompson first was uh, going into space with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they did a lot of storylines with the Clintar and kind of naming the symbiote species and all that kind of stuff, I didn't really love that either. Um, it just felt so afield of what we'd see before. And I do feel, and obviously they did this in, what, um, the issue before, I guess issue 200 of Venom, where they had kind of Venom talking to Peter being like there have always been symbiotes like this would have happened um, you know basically that it's not his fault that the symbiotes are on earth they've always been around in different ways part of me missed the specialness of Peter bringing the symbiote back and having that be a big thing um, I didn't need him to feel guilt about it for the rest of time that he brought Venom back from the space but at the same time I like there being you know this something that he brought into the world and brought back with him having a modest amount of guilt wasn't a bad thing having symbiotes always kind of be around felt like it made venom in that symbiote itself less special and i think symbiotes in general have been devalued since their appearance because they just were more and more and more of them i don't even know what carnage is anymore like it's so confusing and not not a fun confusing it just feels like it's too much Anyways, that is, uh, that's what I read this week. I read three books. Yay, good for me. It's usually two. Uh, looking forward to uh, the next reviews episode in terms of books that will be coming out on the 17th of, um, whatchamacallit, 17th of November. Uh, let's uh, pull up the good old previews world and at least see what the, oh, I forgot, the, is there even going to be anything on their list soon? Because everything's coming from different places. Uh, I don't even know anymore. Um, I literally just pulled up new releases and there's like nothing here. I'm like, what is happening? There used to be stuff. Is there just nothing coming from... uh, No, I guess not. Okay. So I don't even know what's coming out anymore. Um, I'm going to talk about books next week. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to be talking about. I thought the... Oh, you have to log into your Pullbox account to view things? Oh my goodness. This sounds like too much. Okay. So I don't know what's coming out. I forgot that, uh, you know, Marvel's obviously switched over distributors and I guess it's harder to see what new releases are. Um... You're gonna you're gonna bear with me. This is gonna be a fun little experiment. I am gonna on the podcast live try to pivot and find out what is coming out on November seventeenth. And if you have to put up with some clickety clackety, I do apologize. All right, here we go. This is somewhere online. Let's hope this is correct. From Comic List, 
All right, let's uh, let's go through this and look at uh, DC Comics. We got da- uh, Batman versus uh, Bigby, a Wolf and Gotham number three. You got Blue and Gold number four. Uh, you got issues of Batman, Nightwing, Nightwing. I'm really enjoying. I'm finally, I think, almost caught up on that. You got Superman, Son of Kal El, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, let's flip over to uh, Marvel. Actually, let's look at IDW. Is there a Son of the Hedgehog for me? There's the deluxe edition of the 30th anniversary celebration. I'm curious what that's going to look like. You got Son of the Hedgehog Imposter Syndrome number one of four. Uh, hoping my comic store is holding that for me because I've asked them multiple times to do so. I uh, got Amazing Spider-Man 78.bey, the one I mentioned earlier. Uh, you got the Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection Life Theft. Uh, although, if you're in Canada, you probably already have it because we, for some reason, got it two weeks early uh, from uh, like major booksellers. I don't know why. You got Darkhold Wasp. You got the Empire Omnibus. There's some stuff in there that you can't get anywhere else, so that definitely makes it more interesting. You got Dark Ages, number three. You got Genesis Fell, Marvel Tales. You got a Fantastic Four uh, anniversary tribute. You got New issues of Moon Knight, Sword, Shang-Chi, uh, Spider-Woman, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, X-Force. Uh, you got Young Avengers by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey Omnibus uh, reprinting, or new edition, I should say. So you got some good stuff coming up. Uh, so thanks again for listening to this episode of the Comic Shenanigans podcast. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.